Welcome back to JM Radio, everybody. My name is Jeremy Siegel, and I'm alongside my co-host, Mike. What up, what up? Hey. How are you doing, my friend? Doing good. Some really good days. Some walls where it feels, some days where it feels like I'm hitting like a pandemic wall. Just emptiness. But good. (laughs) I love that. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's how I think everyone's feeling. We're coming up on a year of this pandemic almost, and uh, the only thing that can get us through this is music. Good music. Oh, yeah. Specifically, our playlist only. Specifically, JM Radio Pod on all social medias. only the music that I like, and your music sucks. I mean, that's, that's how it usually comes out when we talk about both of our types of music. See, what's going on? You're, I know you're in the uh, Texas war zone right now. I am in so, hell, and not hell, Michigan. Um, no, nah, you know, Texas had the big snowstorm, and uh, I had no water for like four days, so no showering or anything. So I was a stinky boy. That sounds so weird out of context. Please don't clip that. No, please leave that in. <laughs> I mean, I'll leave it in. Don't clip it. Yeah, so I'm still I still have no water technically drinking water that is. I have to boil it if I'm going to use it for cooking or drinking. And I was snowed in for 4 days because Texas doesn't know what uh salt is or a plow. They've never seen it. Just so, invite the boys over and have some boiled water together. Yeah. So a, bo- a boiled water party. That's that's what they do in Texas. We get the boys over for that boiled water. See, aren't uh, you missing like the earlier pandemic? Like, I feel like I know it's weird to idealize a pandemic, literally, but I remember being in Zoom class, going on Animal Crossing from like May to, I mean, March to like May. That was nice. Taking walks, the weather was nice. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was different though, because I know a lot of you guys back home, I mean, back in New York, uh, or my friends that were all in college or about to end college like you uh, went to zoom classes and everything. And I was just like that whole existence to me was just animal crossing. But yeah, we used to call each other like every day for all of them. Yeah, we did. We played animal crossing most days. That was fun. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Um, but I don't, I'd rather go outside again <laughs> without a mask. That would be nice. Um, that would be nice. So, yeah. Uh, I guess I kind of miss it, but I don't, because now we got... It'll be weird. It'll be weird to look back at this time in our lives five years from now, ten years from now. Dude, I remember going through it being like, I know this is like wild and terrible, but you're going to kind of have some like all right memories of this. I was kind of I mean, enjoying. Even just like, like... Until the fall, it was a lot of fun for me. I don't think I ever had fun, but uh, there were definitely interesting talks that we would have, especially with the Among Us crew that we have built or did build and then fell apart oh, well, as soon as. I mean, whatever you say, definitely interesting talks amongst you guys. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> yep. Okay. That uh, is the opposite <laughs> of what I meant from this court. That is like what ended it for me. Whatever. <laughs> Was our conversations over Discord? We annoyed you that much? Yeah. Got to you? Yep. Now, you know, Quiplash is fun. Among Us is fun. Among Us is fun for a solid month, maybe less. Bad game. Whatever. Whatever. Tired consurgence. I'll make a resurgence at some point. Anyway, let's get right into week six. Nothing big happened in uh, the news, so I didn't bother telling it this week. But week six of our playlist, God Bless Moscow Oranges, was the title and is the title of this episode. Um, Yeah, let's get right into the songs. My first song this week is Shooting Star by Bad Company from 1975. Uh, I found a lot about this group that I didn't know anything was this not like a popular group because it felt like it was a popular song no it is a popular group i just didn't know them that well i didn't follow them as much but they're a uh, british super group from the 1970s and 80s i don't know if you know what a super group means 
but they were Not popular. Really. Okay. I don't, I can't tell if that's sarcasm. Um, uh, there were, it's a popular concept in like the sixties through the eighties of rock where they get a bunch of other bands, uh, together almost. So like this band was made up of a guy, the singer from free, uh, which is a big band in like the seventies, uh, Mott the hoople, which is actually on next week's list. Uh, I think the, guitarist was from Mata Hoople and King Crimson which is famous for for uh, the song 21st Century Schizoid Man which is one of my dad's favorite uh bands and Schizoid songs. Man yes it's a very good song um but anyway it's a super group bad company uh the song is about uh a boy who uh becomes a rock star but once he's at the top he uh slowly loses his grip or his grasp, I guess, and dies with a bottle of whiskey sleeping tablets by his head. So he is like this meteoric rise, ironically, shooting star. Um, yeah, that's and then, what it means. Yeah, and then he gets cut off like in his prime. So I don't know if you know the idea of the 27 Club, but... Yeah, the, the famous people who all died at 27. Yeah. yeah, but more specifically, rock stars... It's like that's like if you make it past 27, that's like amazing in rock history because Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, ironically, all Jays. I just didn't think of that till right now. Kurt Cobain, though. Was he 27 as well? Probably. Yeah, I think he was actually. So, yeah. But when the song was written in 1975, those three deaths were like still present and like felt in the rock world. Um, so this this song is like a warning to all the young people that want to get into rock stars that yeah it's awesome but then you got to make sure you don't drink yourself to death basically um right so the 27 clubs are really interesting concept. you know what i'm afraid of seagull uh, all these what? tiktok youtubers get older and then they so many of them it's like hyper uh it's like that rock star fame with so many more people that level of like stimulation and then they get older and they like how many of those people are is that gonna happen to like how many people is that gonna happen to now like i mean i i think it's different because a lot of these rock stars are getting big at like 21 whereas tiktok stars are getting big at like 15 yeah but there are um, a lot of people around that age too true but i'm saying the ones that even get it younger like I can't. It's it's similar to Justin Bieber almost is like the modern tale, or Jake Paul is like the modern tale of the, the life of like internet celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Where they, you can see the where they end up if they follow the wrong path. I mean, I Justin Bieber for all the success he has is seems like a fucking crazy guy. I mean, from what I've heard, he's not a very happy person. That too, because when you get that much that successful that fast you kind of lose track of like who's really by your side yeah well it's it sounded like he was uh it sounds like a lot of times he's not having a good time yeah so if you're if you're wondering what it's like to have a meteoric rise to the top this song is a, is a warning it is an ode to be like yo cool your bridges it's not all great um and I really like the story element of this song. That's the that's the main point of this song. It's a story. I think it's song. a good message. Yeah, and this was uh, good. I, it made me think of like a, a movie from the eighties. I feel like it would be in that. I feel like it's a scene in like a diner or something. I don't know. I I think our brains think alike like that. We're very movie oriented. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes. Not I, bad. You don't if you didn't get the story elements the first time go back read the lyrics or listen to it more close than the lyrics but this song is very good instruments are kind of basic but fit the mold of a 70s 80s song so uh yeah i really liked it i think i think you pretty much liked it but yeah for for this week this is one of the ones i liked more than disliked yeah well okay glad to hear it <laughs> what's your song mike cool so we're right back to porter robinson so we have shelter by porter robinson and medion um this is like the song i had last week was porter robinson's recent 
uh, hit, but this is like what put him on the map. Um, this was like viral because it was a it was a music video that he collaborated with Crunchyroll with, and it it kind of went viral. There's a lot of like YouTubers crying to the video and stuff. Um, the story of the video, I don't know. Should I go into it or should I just? I feel like I can explain it. Yeah, you can go. It's like there's a there's an anime girl, and she's in like this digital world where she has a tablet and she can like put whatever she wants into it. I like just draw stuff and it appears. Um, and then uh, we start to see flashbacks that there was like I don't know, but I forgot what exactly happened, but like some apocalypse event. I think it was like an asteroid or something destroying the uh, I don't know if it's the whole world or just tokyo um but her her dad like builds a spacecraft for her and like makes this uh digital world where she could forever live and just do whatever she wants and um so it also i think like it paired with the beat and the like happy city pop indie vibe of this it fits um this song's catchy um it can get annoying i feel like if you listen to it a lot but it's good. The music video, if you like sappy anime stuff, is good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was funny. When I listened to this song, I was like, oh, this could, this is like an anime intro song. And another song on this list sounds, it has the same vibe. Um, Death Stranding? Yes, it is Death Stranding. Yeah. I literally, from yeah. both of them. Oh, it does. And then I found out that this has literally been put to anime, and I went, yep. Pretty much fits that message. Yeah, Crunchyroll made a video for it. Yeah, apparently I saw that they collaborated. Porter Robinson was like had this on the shelf, and then he wanted to co- collaborate with Crunchyroll, and I think it was A One Animation Studio or something, which is like a big uh, anime studio in Japan. Probably butchering that name. It was pr- probably something else. But yeah, I mean the lyrics <laughs> are what kind of like are interesting. The fact that they use the a uh, uh, and a uh, uh, as like the beat. I like that. But it's like they use it as the beat, which I never thought to use like vocals as a beat. Ow. It's just interesting that they did that. And then they do have the whole breakdown where he talks about like his family. Apparently the song, according to Madeon, uh, is the songs about the idea of transmission from a generation to the next through parenthood. Literally a quote from Genius. That's cool. Um, but this Madeon character, uh, I don't know if you did research on him. They collaborate a lot. Yeah, but he's an interesting yeah. guy. Uh, a French musician DJ. I, I don't even know if he, I don't even call him a musician, but sure. DJ uh, got popular through YouTube when he combined 39 songs back in 20, 2011 and has 55 million views on YouTube. Uh, he just like pushed buttons and like combined songs. I heard like Daft Punk and The Beatles, which he also listed as his influence, which I think is hilarious to have Daft Punk and The Beatles in the same conversation. It's uh, pretty funny. It's just, it's interesting, and he even has a 2021 Grammy nomination for his album Good Faith. Oh, I I I, I forget that Dance Electric ha- can have albums. And also, that's like your least favorite genre, right? I just don't. Again, this is going to be like me screaming at a cloud. I just don't understand it. (laughs) I'm just like the old. I don't like it for the most part, but like the Porter Robinson vibe, I can definitely get down with that. I I, like this. I mean, I'm all for people liking what they like. So, like, I'm not going to like shit all over it. I just don't personally like it. That's fine. This isn't on my top five, but it has a place. It has like a place in my mind. Like, oh, this is the Porter Robinson song. I just remember the freaking anime video. I don't like it. Uh, so. You like this song? No. It, it, I tried to like it, but I don't know. It felt too long. And by the time you got to the lyrics part that were like actual lyrics, I was already like, ugh. Oh, dude, Porter Robinson always does that. Like the lyrics are like hidden. Uh, it wasn't Porter Robinson. No, I, I mean, no, but like other songs of his, like there will be a lot of stuff and then like the last quarter of the song is where the lyrics are. I kind of, there's one like demo that I like where that happens. And I'm like, I'm like, 
I like that a lot because I'm like excited once the lyrics. I'm like, oh my god, this is it? I think exciting. It's, that's the problem with all to me. A lot of like the DJ music or electronic, whatever the hell the fucking name of that genre is. It's just like it just samples a lot. I thought this was sampled. Like the eh, oh, eh, oh is a Porter Robinson song that he samples from. It's a song that he like released later, but he just takes that yeah. vocal and just takes this woman's vocal and goes, "This is a funny part." Eh, oh, eh, oh. And I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like this type of music. I try. I tried, Mike. I tried. Why don't you? I mean, I also you don't tell me when you don't like these songs, so I just recommend whatever. Well, because I don't want to. I don't want to discourage you because eventually, or something will but grow. The whole on point me. of the the whole point of the the list is to recommend you stuff well, you like. This is also early on in the list, so I, I kind of that's true. I'm just saying you never told me. Like I know you didn't like Shelter until now. I don't know. Uh, the only one I ever knew you didn't like was Frank Zappa. Oh God. Um. Yeah, we'll get to Frank Zappa. That's like he's like the coolest one. Okay. <laughs> just this is a good song. I mean, it is an okay song. That this song, not Zappa. Okay, we have to move on. Yes, we've been on shelter for too long. Okay. Uh, by the time you get this, this, I always think there's a note because that's the song. But it's by the time you get this from uh by they might be giants from 2018. Uh, the song is great, so you'll like it. Yeah, it's a weird like. Uh... What is they might be giants? I've oh, never. Okay. Are they a comedy band? So yeah, that's a thing with. They might be giants, and I have some stuff about them because they're really interesting. They've been around since 1982, and they've done everything from like, uh, they're just two guys, so they're like Tears for Fears. I think they're similar okay. to them. But like, yeah, they have the comedy aspects, but their biggest album, I think to date, is the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse theme song from 2006. It's the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, come inside, it's fun inside. They made that, and they also make all these like rock albums. They also made SpongeBob SquarePants musical. They made a few songs on that. So they have dipped their hands in everything. They're not a comedy band per se. Well, do you know like the SpongeBob musical? There are a ton of like huge artists that work like made songs for it. Oh, I didn't know that. So there is a David Bowie song in the SpongeBob SquarePants musical. Oh yeah, but it used to be like. That because they've been working on it for so long, like yeah, David no, Bowie it, had it, contributions. Yeah, I did know that. I saw something about that. It was f- interesting. Um, but they might There's be a giants. SpongeBob song I've been trying to think about recommending actually, and I just haven't. Interesting. Well, I'm intrigued. Um, but they might be giants. I think most people know them from Istanbul. That not the place, but the song Istanbul. I'm probably butchering how to say that. But from the Umbrella Academy, it got big from that show um, on Netflix. But the band itself is like the first DIY style band. Like they were the originators of like lo-fi almost. So they worked out of like their house or their apartment in Brooklyn and became big. So it's interesting. They like originated the style of music that you like. So it's ironic that a 2018 song by them you like. Anyway, this song is a... Uh, written as like a note from the year 937 AD. It's very weird. To yeah. read a three uh, number year. My brain just fried for a second uh, to the year 1930, uh, 1937. And they're like the optimism that the world is going to be so much better in 1937. And uh, I didn't take it as optimism. I thought it was like sarcasm. There's, I've I've seen a lot of people argue both ways, but my favorite like haha, it's all solved now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah? Oh, no. But like it's like morbid optimism. The best line to describe it is: by the time you get this note, we'll no longer be alive, but our skulls are smiling still at the thought of things to come. Uh, also, ironically, 1937 was like the start of World War II, which was about to become like the worst time in human history for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's like. It, the duality here is like palpable. Like it's like, like look, like you think it, it's it's how we always look to the future. Is like we're gonna have flying cars, and then it never materializes as we thought it would materialize. And it, it's kind of poking fun at that idea that in the 1960s, sci-fi writers were like, we're gonna be 
in Jupiter and like exploring the universe and we're just like getting to Mars now. We're never as far along as we think we're going to be. Um, and it's poking fun at that idea. Anyway. Interesting. I didn't think about it that way. It's a really good song. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I like this one. It's stuck in my gets stuck in my head a lot. I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's a lot to it. It's not like doesn't sway me crazy, but I think it's good. It's on my list. I'll say it, that. It's simple, but it it's effective. Yeah, it is simple, but I like it. I think there's only like two instruments, and one of them's a drum machine. Like that, they exclusively use drum machines. They don't use like real instruments. So it's interesting that they can get so far in their lives. Anyway. Mike, your next song? Next. Okay. So Front Bottoms, The Plan, in parentheses, Fuck Jobs. So another Front Bottom song. This is kind of like, I don't know, I wrote it down as a more aggressive twin-size mattress. Um, The lyrics are more stream of consciousness and just talking about whatever. Um, What'd you call it? Uh, There's like a lot of different issues being talked about, like relationships and wanting to rule the world and whatever few lines i just i love the uh the bridge line where he says i can feel myself falling from an airplane i don't know why uh that like um stuck with me but i looked into it a little bit and i think it's a reference to the uh the airplane over the sea song that's also on here we'll talk about eventually hopefully um like i he's feeling sad and in the song in the other song they're like arashes will fly from the airplane over the sea and it's i think he's like relating to that feeling like i can feel myself like falling from the airplane over the sea i like that um i'm a big sucker for the depressing lyrics mixed with the upbeat um upbeat like melody that this is the not the only one of this of those on here Generation loss is depressing all around, but the Marietta song is kind of reminds me of that. Um, I don't know. This is one of those where I, I listened to it in a crazy amount of times when I first discovered it, and then I got sick of. But now I like listen to it a bit more, and I still like it a little bit. But I don't know. This is all right. It really sucks that music does that. I think music is the only form that like. I guess I can never watch a movie enough, just because it's like so long. It's a commitment. But music, because it's so small, you can get sick of it, like more easily than other forms of entertainment. Yeah, no, and you also just listen to it an insane amount of times whenever you want. My next song is just like that. But before we get to my next song, uh, this song I love, uh, especially the hook, <laughs> which I'm gonna read. Uh, I fucking hate the comments. Why do you feel you have to talk? Nobody asked for your opinion. Your sick, sad way of jerking off. It's just a great punch in the yeah, that gut one gets you. to like open a song like that. Uh, I think, again, I think the other front bottom song was also like the hooks are so great just to be like, this is what this fucking song's about. Listen. Uh, it's like commentary right off the bat. I love the end, the, the line that's repeated. When my mind is uncertain, my body decides. Yeah, he, I think that's so good. He has, or I don't know who writes them, uh, but whoever writes these songs, they have a way of really poetry, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Um, but it, even that first line, it hits at like the Twitter age we live in perfectly, where uh, everything needs to be like judged. Uh, yeah. Like in stupid ways. Now I'm going to judge this song, though. Um <laughs> This songs feel like it's all over the it feels like it's all over the place. Like I couldn't tell what it was about. So that one that's, thing. That's the one thing that I like about this song. It feels like and this is a I think a, a lot of people would agree this is a bad comparison, but this is how my brain computes it. Are you going to say Bohemian Rhapsody? How did you know? Because I'm smart. Wow, yeah, I was going to compare it to like a Queen-esque Bohemian Rhapsody because I don't know if you know the backstory of that. It was three different songs that they smashed together. And that's what this song sounds like. With yeah, this, no, it does sound like that. I don't yeah. know if it's a steel pan or a hand pan that just randomly comes in after the first verse, where it's just like it throws the whole song into another direction, and then by the end they're combining like 
emo rock, a hand pan or steel pan. I'm not sure what it was. And like, like just basic rock riffs together. I, I don't know how they did it, but it worked <laughs> like the immense whininess musical. Wait, So did you like this one or no? No, I, you, I at no. first you said, I love this. And then you just said the only thing I like about it is. Oh, maybe I screwed up. But no, I love this song. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no, its ability to like combine three different songs is fascinating. Uh, this is probably gonna win, then, bro. Uh, maybe. Who knows? Okay. Uh, yeah, it was a really good song. I loved the fucking steel pan or whatever the hell they used. It threw me for a loop every time it came in. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. It's a really good song. This is good. Okay. Uh, I did not think you would like this actually as much. Front Bottoms are, are a good band. I don't like that Falconetti didn't like them. Hear that, Falco? Yeah, Falco, if you're listening. Why don't you like the Front Bottoms? Anyway. Like my music. Yeah. Don't like this next one, though. Uh, Moscow, Auto Heart, 2013 is my next pick. Um, I hate this song now. <laughs> really? Yeah, I used to, like, if you asked me when I recommended this song... I would have been like, this is the best song ever. Like, I found a masterpiece. And just like your kind of journey with Front Bottoms, the more I listen to this song, it's just fucking repetitive. It's like the definition of wavy 2010s, like easy to listen to indie pop, um, where the chorus is just easy to sing along. It, It fits like the Coldplay mold, where... It's simple and it gets repetitive and it wears you down <laughs> the more you listen to it. And maybe if I revisit it down the line, I'll like learn to love it again. But I can't fucking stand this song right now. <laughs> it's so fucking repetitive. Jeez. I liked it a little bit. I thought it was funky. Oh, I I this loved it so too. So far the most the most uh, like a cover art has like fit with the song for some reason. Like I don't know why I feel that way. Oh yeah, it's a cool it's a cool image for the it looks like uh where the wild things are. Yeah. Like I sometimes I the cover art is like a different vibe from the song entirely. For some reason this one works for me in my brain. It, it it's good. I don't know. It the piano just gets like it's just there and it doesn't change um for me. Like I just can't I don't know. It's just it's just there. It's just nothing changes throughout this whole song. Um, and if you listen to it like multiple listens, it just gets really old really quick. Um, I listen to some of their other stuff. They're a good band. I'm not like shitting down their throats because they're a good band, but I can't listen to this song anymore. <laughs> this song, I can't stand. What were your thoughts on it? <laughs> I didn't have very many. It reminded me of like coming of age from last week for the week before. I didn't really have much else to say besides that. And I thought it was kind of catchy. The album art fit the fit the song. That's the only thing I had. But I, overall, not much. It's fine. Yeah, maybe. I, maybe. The, the classic seagull, this song is fine for me. I mean, yeah, I think it's just because I over-listened to it and I blew it. It's like my journey with the song is like going through the five stages of grief. And the I'm at the acceptance phase where it's like, it's not actually that good. Um... But maybe one day it'll be good again. But I have to give it like a decade break and then come back to it like all Coldplay music for me. Um, oh, Coldplay. Oh, Coldplay. Their new album was shit and it got a Grammy nomination, which is bullshit. Anyway, that's how you know the Grammys is broken. What's your next song, Mike? Okay. You know, I think it's sad. Uh, Generation Lost by Spanish Love Songs. See, I think this is the most depressing song on this playlist. Oh, I was I was gonna say this is my favorite song of the playlist. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, I like it too. Maybe it's just because of the state I'm in. I yeah. like it too. I think it's good, but like, it's it talks about talking being like millennial and just uh, trying to figure your life out, like moving out of your parents' place, making some money, uh, crashing your car at some point. I don't know why. That happened. But... I mean, it fits the story points in the song fit my yeah. life perfectly. So maybe that yeah. would relate to it so much. The the line because half of friends are dead, the other half are depressed. Not so much kind that of... one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it. I think of the title. I think this is meant to kind of like encapsulate that millennial Gen Z depression that 
we might have talked about a little bit already that is very prevalent today. Um, I don't I do a lot of research on the Spanish love songs themselves. There was another song of theirs I listened to a good amount. Forgot it was called. But um I don't know, it was an interesting album cover. It was just like a random photo of like a trumpeter sitting down, like looking the other way, right? Yeah, it looks like somewhere in the, uh, probably the New York City area. Yeah. But yeah. It reminds me of uh well, not no, he's not he has not holding a trumpet. I don't know why I said that. He's sitting there with a cane and he's like it's just like a random photo. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, this song for me again, this might just be the state I'm in in the world. I loved it. It fits that perfect like power punk anthem mold that I always am drawn to, like early 2000s punk or I guess like pop punk. Uh, the fast. I think there's something to be said about lyrics that are like meant to be like chanted. There are a few in this list. Like my mind is inserted, my body decides, and the plan. I feel like it's that. There's one I love in the Marietta song. We can get to that. I mean, this fits perfectly with the front bottoms like aesthetic. I think these two. Yeah. These two bands are very similar in ways. Uh, again, a great hook in this song. Yeah, I don't know if they have it wrong on uh, Genius, but it says you 29-year-old panic attack. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be I your. I think it says... Uh, it's different on every so side. So I always thought it was, you're 29, you had a panic attack. Whatever. You're, you're 29-year-old panic attack. You're not the fashionable kind, the kind where you wake up and say, man, I just want to survive. I mean, I've had yeah. like a 23-year-old panic attack, uh, so I relate to that not a millennial but you know yay i mean a lot of these lyrics relate to me uh, so again the state where i'm at at life and everything i was shocked that i this song came out in 2020 because it doesn't feel like a 2020 song um yeah this song i think it just came out when i recommended it, it that shocked me i thought it would be like early 2010s uh so they have an older vibe to them but uh, I love them. I need to listen to this album. I like the uh, "Kid, you're not half bad." Could be even be more than your dad. So why are you complaining if you're not if they're not listening? I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like it's, messages given. Yeah, it's, I didn't do any research on these guys. I wish I did, but I don't know. This song, I just really liked it. I, the hi hats were amazing. The emotion in the guy's voice just like captured his like. He captured like an audio Snapchat of where he was. Snapchat? No, Snapchat. Snapchat. Snap. An audio snapshot of like where he at, is at life, is in life. Fuck. Um, yeah. I mean, I I have nothing bad to say about this song. I like it. Yeah, I remember when somebody sent me this song when I heard of it. They were just like, man, they really like captured exactly what so many of us are feeling right now, or something. I mean, especially mind you, this is pandemic. before COVID. Yeah. Yeah, the, so like a lot of people are just depressed anyway. I didn't. I don't know if I missed this song on the first go around. If I somehow skipped it, but like I feel ashamed that I haven't known this song or remember this song. Really, you like that that much? Yeah, like I, I was just like, fuck. I like, I don't know if I missed this song. I was genuinely confused. Genuinely confused. Why I was like, wow, this song's really good. I didn't expect it, um, especially from a band called Spanish Love Songs. You know. Yeah. Classic. Anyway. Do you want to hear the world, Siegel? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> Can we skip this song? Uh, heard... You don't like it? I'll get into it. Heard the world, OAR, also known as Of A Revolution. They shorted their name to OAR. I think they should have stuck with Of A Revolution. Anyway. American band from the ni- from 1996. So they've been around a while. Uh, they're one of the early adopters of getting big through the internet instead of big labels so like they did they were they focused their marketing strategy through live shows word of mouth and like the internet to get big which is pretty unheard of like in the early 2000s when they were starting to like produce records the internet Uh, works but like back then that was a tough thing to do uh now it's like tiktok like, that's how you promote songs. That's, like, one of the avenues. Back when they were doing it, it was like, what the fuck are you doing? You have to sign with RCA or Capitol Records. Whereas now it's like, you can get fueled by ramen 
and they can produce your distribute your album. Wait, but what, what we that, that was something we talked about last week. What was that again? What was people around? That's a that's a label that Twenty One Pilots, The Front Bottoms, and Panic at the Disco are all distributed by. So ah, okay. Um, they're a big label now, or I think they're still independent. Anyway, uh, my interpretation of this song is that it's like it's about struggling uh, through life and the hardships it throws at you. You know that stereotypical song. Uh, it's either a love song or struggling in life. Those are the two types of songs you're going to get on this list. I feel like. Yeah, or Death Stranding. Or Death Stranding. But this song just—I think this song stands out the most to me because of the vocals and again like the emotion behind the guy's vocals but other than that ironically i heard this song at a a bar uh so it's background noise and i liked it oh so it fits your aesthetic of my music perfectly no that's like all i had for this song it sounded like a song like it's like a nice light song that you'd hear at like i don't know a restaurant but like a a family gathering you're just sitting outside and you're just playing in the background and you're like okay yeah oh, and that's exactly where i heard it so it fits your mold perfectly so smart seagull i heard it at a barbecue restaurant in massachusetts near my mom's house uh so i i think this this type of music is what i would like relax to whereas your type of music's like bedroom pop or lo-fi yeah this is the type of music, like soft rock, I guess is the category they fit into. Um, but yeah, it, that's, it fits the vibe. It's an okay song. There's nothing like much to say about it, honestly. No, but, I really I struggled with trying to find things to say about this. Chill vibes, good guitar riffs, you know. This is Siegel's version of chill vibes, like you just said, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we can move on. Okay, so we can go to Death Stranding by Churches. Churches, by the way, spelled with a V. Yeah, is that actually churches? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's just churches, and they spelled it like that so people can like Google it and not get like just churches. Smart. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a Scottish indie electro pop band. It like it's more uh, the beginning reminded me of Generation Lost, and then it goes into more Porter Robinson esque for some reason. Like the the girls like ethereal sounding voice compared to the guttural voice from generation loss um this is like yeah sorry uh this is from this is like the title song from the game death stranding um that like appears at the end like the big climax moment of this game maybe someday i'll make it to that part of the game but i just got way too bored (laughs) i did not want to like keep playing that but there's some other good music in that game like it's always very interesting what hideo kojima puts in his game music wise because he's uh very specific and like weird about that stuff uh yeah so this is just a part of the album they released for the game there are some other songs from there that i like uh i read that apparently they they wanted to show kojima this song and he cried when he heard it for the first time um i'm assuming it's more because he's what I don't think it's that moving, but okay. No, I, neither do I. But I thought it was like it, it has a ethereal vibe. A what? So I feel like if somebody ethereal, like ethereal, I don't know how to ethereal? It, it doesn't matter. It's like a, basically okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I liked this a good bit last year. Um, Kojima, what are you doing? What was this running? <laughs> Okay. What the hell was Death Stranding? I okay. One, I want to play Death Stranding. I will get around to it at some point. Maybe when it becomes like ten dollars at a bargain bin, because it looks interesting and Guillermo del Toro's in it. So and Edgar Wright, and those are like two of my favorite directors. So I have to play it. Edgar Wright wasn't in it. Wait, yes, what? Yes, he was. What? He was one of those fucking telegram or like hologram people. Oh, okay. But there were like everybody was that. I know there's a bunch of famous people that make cameos in those moments, and Edgar Wright was one of them, and Guillermo del Toro yeah. was the bad guy. I think. Um, I don't think he was. I think Mads Mikkelsen was the bad guy. I don't know. I didn't play it enough to even know. Okay, well, that's how much. Anyway, this song. I might go back to it, but this song yeah, to me ahead. sounds. I I said earlier, it's reminiscent of like an anime intro song, but it also sounds like 
uh, Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy esque song. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, and I if these people in Porter Robinson definitely take inspiration from that vibe. I mean, I love Kingdom Hearts, so I haven't played the third one yet. So I'm not like a predictable take, I'm not predictable a true take. fan. But uh, Kingdom Hearts Two was amazing, more specifically. Um, but yeah, it fits that mold of like, I understand it's a video game song. Um, anyway, uh, when I was when I listened to it, I can almost feel like the anime title cards going by <laughs> and like this. Is yeah, this no, person. that's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, that fit, like the freeze frames on the characters. And it's like, I don't want to say a name that I don't know and probably butcher Norman Reedus in Death Stranding. <laughs> uh, so you want to hear how dumb this game is? No, no, don't go into the game. Different podcast. You want, you want to know his, his name? His name is Sam Bridges and his job is to like bridge humanity together. And he literally named him Bridges. Okay. So that's interesting because I said, for one, I like the echoes in her voice. And I also like the way the music crescendos and like descendos, like you're going over hills in the game. <laughs> like the terrain, yeah. just walking up and down. When you just walk straight forward for six hours in a video game. And make sure you don't drop those boxes or babies will die or something. I don't know. There's something about babies. It's so weird and stupid. It's like, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'll try it again. Maybe I'll like it. But like, people think this is like the best game ever made. That's bullshit. They also thought that uh, Phantom Pain was good. Um... <laughs> I mean, we re- let's not get into this right now. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to yell at me. You want to have a whole <laughs> a Metal Gear Solid conversation right now with me? So no. Like, come on. No, 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 I don't. Uh, let's just move on quickly. It was a good song. It's fine. I, it fit its mold. It did its purpose, I think. It made Kojima you know, this is, so. The song was a lot better than the game. I'll make my own opinion when I play the game. Anyway, uh, Oranges by Lawrence is my next song for 2013. Uh, Lawrence is a duo group with a bunch of ensemble cast. Or, yeah, cast is fine. Other instrument people. But the two main people are Clyde and Gracie Lawrence, who are siblings, and they make up Lawrence, their last name, which is a soul pop group out of New York City. I don't think I've ever seen the term soul pop, so that was interesting to discover. Uh, Clyde, pop, baby. Clyde Lawrence, uh, the, the older brother in the group, uh, composed music in high school for a 20, 2007 movie his father made called Music and Lyrics, starring Hugh Grant. Never saw the movie, but uh, in high school, he composed music. So obviously this guy was going somewhere, um, and he made this band with his sister later on. But to compose music for a movie that Hugh Grant actually sang his song. Apparently, it's like a musical movie. That's cool. Crazy. <laughs> I wish I did something as cool in high school. I actually uh, like this song a lot. Oh yeah, this song is fun. It's short, and it it just talks about like the absurdity of like music and oranges and chocolate. If you like those three things and rhyming them, you'll like this song. I mean, there's nothing much. I came back to this one actually a lot. Yeah, I remember you. I remember you saying you like this song. Like, yeah, I'm grateful for this one. It it sounds like a a Randy Newman piece, but like more upbeat and coherent. I would say. Oh God, I forgot. Short people <laughs> by Randy Newman is on this list. Short people got no reason to live. That'll be cut. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can understand them. He's, I mean, there's nothing much to say on this song. It's a fun little piece about rhyming, and like it's almost like a kid's song. Yeah, it's like Sesame Street almost. Yeah, but it, it's like good. But it's good. <laughs> I mean, Sesame, Sesame Street, Street. Some of those, some of those songs might slap. I don't. I haven't given it a. Yeah, have you ever heard Caribbean Amphibian? It's a great song by Kermit the Frog. I'm not even. I mean, no, Kermit. Kermit has bars. I'm not even joking. That's an actual song. <laughs> By Ernie and Kermit from Sesame Street that I have on playlists. Yeah, no. Um, no, Kermit, Kermit doesn't fuck around. Oh uh, yeah, Rainbow Connection. It's a great fucking yeah. song. I think it won an Emmy or a Grammy. Anyway, 
I mean, I, I don't know. There's more. There's not much to say on this song. It's good. Listen to it. It's like two minutes long. Easy to listen to. Easy listening to soul pop. That's that's my that's my sell. This one is one of the easier ones to listen to. You're right. Yeah. Mike. Yeah, bro. Okay, so God bless Eric Taylor by Marietta. Uh, Fudge, I love this song. Okay, uh, Marietta is an emo band from Philly. Um, they broke up in 2015. Uh, my, they had, did a collab album with Modern Baseball. I said this sounds called, like Modern Baseball. <laughs> I didn't, I... Couples Therapy, oh, yeah. That's funny. Um, This is like, in me getting into emo, this emo little revival, Um, this might be my favorite album out of all of them. This or the Mom Jeans one. The Mom Jeans one's like, I don't know what's wrong with that album because I can't find anything wrong with it. But um, Summer Death is amazing. Um, this song might be my favorite song on the album too. It, it like has a Kai Dreams-esque way of setting up where it makes you feel like super happy, but like the it just also crushes you at the same time. Like I, you feel like a kid with like the lyrics and not the lyrics, but like the instrumentals and the uh vocals but like it just talks about like the grossness of being like a 20s and doing gross shit and washing like drinking throwing up washing your mouth off in the sink there was a youtube a video i watched about this album a long time ago that uh had a great quote about it It says it makes you want to die but in a fun way (laughs) like this this song doesn't make me want to die but i i get exactly what they mean and i think the album title summer death encapsulate that's perfectly um yeah no i just i love the the emo band thing where you can just name your songs whatever i feel like that's the dream you can just be like a work for them and write the lyrics and name the songs whatever you want and you don't actually have to be talented i mean you can that's there's some talent in that but i, I love because i don't know what god bless eric taylor means you said you think you know but i don't know um yeah yeah this lyric come with me i promise the water is fine that's like repeated a bunch at the end i really like um i feel like it can mean a lot of different things it's applicable to a lot um like all, every progression in the song makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside i don't know i just love this lots of love to marietta I, I miss them summer death is amazing yeah you'll never get to hear them again because they broke up pain so much pain i get it i have a lot of bands like that that i'm i relate to fully that I wish I could hear one more time, Monty R.I. Damn you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna be on the list later. Uh, but if you want to get a head start, Monty R.I. Uh no, I, I do like this song. It's a really it's an interesting song to listen to. Uh it kind of gets lost in the shuffle with the other emo bands on this list. I don't know if I agree. For me, this is one of the better ones and the better albums. I yeah, the one part I don't like on this song is (laughs) the one part I don't like is the high whiny voice. Uh, Like the guy who's like over almost eclipses the main guy. Who's a really good singer and sounds like the modern baseball guys. Um, That, that part just ruins the song. It's that high, like whine. Oh no, single, please don't ruin my dad. It doesn't add anything to me. It's not harmonizing. It's just there and it's loud. But other than that, I think it's an okay song. Fair I enough. Tell I can tell Reaches from your, out. I can tell from your enthusiasm that you really enjoyed it, though. Yeah. Um, Are you gonna go into your next song now? Yes. So my next song is the Three Dog Night classic, an old fashioned love song from 1971. I mean, this song opens with an organ. That's my elevator pitch. Hear that, Chappy organ? Yeah, Chappy loves his organ organs organ um no but this song is really simplistic mixed uh really simplistic in its instrumentation and it's mixed with straightforward lyrics it's there's not much to digest in it the uh three dog nights are a band from 1960s to the 70s i was gonna say Uh, what who are that because i feel like i should know them but i just didn't uh they're a band. They've had a bunch of hits from in the 1960s and 70s. Like, uh, yeah, they sound the like a, they should be. Oh, okay. Yeah, that... One is the loneliest number, and a few other. Joy to the world is their big 
success story, but their uh, their one quirk is that they didn't write their own music, uh, which is unheard of in this time period. A lot of to make a rock band in this time period, it's the singer or the guitarist that writes the music and the lyrics. Right. And they didn't do that. So it was, it was very interesting. This song was written by Paul Williams, uh, who wrote One is the Loneliest Number, not Joy to the World, but One is the Loneliest Number and this song and made the band like put the band on the map. Uh, but this song's very generic. Like it talks about like the love song as a concept. Uh, Paul Williams even spoke to this uh, effect where he said like when he wrote the song, it's one of those old fashioned love songs where it's like blue eyes, brown hair they have knees it can fit they can fit it can fit any mold is what he was trying to get at uh think of your maroon five your one direction it's still applicable i guess it's kind of like a quirky joke like that he's writing a general love song right yeah yeah it's a it's almost like a joke uh yeah it's 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 a joke and there's it's still done to this day you'll get either a love song or a war anti-war song or there's, there's a set way to write songs and you don't deviate from that. And this is one of those, I don't need any more love song, love songs. Um, right. And you can hear it in the lyrics when you're like, uh, you'll swear you've heard it before as it slowly rambled on. No need in bringing them back. Cause they're never really gone. Always fucking there. Fucking love songs everywhere. So yeah, easy listen, easy listening to I, the variation in lyrics. Like it's more chorus than verse. Like the chorus is just an old fashioned love song. Like it's literally repeated throughout the whole piece. Uh, it doesn't vary much, but it's an easy listen to song. I, I like it. Did the people who wrote the song get to name it? Uh, Paul Williams. Yeah. He named it. He, he also, uh, I should, I should learn how to write lyrics just so I can name songs. I mean, that's how most people now operate in the pop world. One direction, Beyonce, Rihanna, they don't write their own songs. But back then, rock stars usually wrote their own songs. So uh, if you know Ryan Tedder, who's the lead singer of One Republic, he's like famous for writing Halo by Beyonce. Uh, but he also has his own band that he writes the music for. So it, it's like this mix of worlds. It's just interesting. It's also I'm in a history of rock class that we talked about this. So that's why my brain went to it very quickly. Um, but anyway, it's a, it's a interesting song. It's not going to make my top five. I like it personally, but there are better songs than this, this week. Let's get to the, I agree. let's get to the shit. I don't have much. Let's get to the shit. TikTok song. The, you know, the, okay. Uh, this is such an outlier on this list. <laughs> Buff baby by Toby Lou. Um, is this our first, like, this isn't our first strictly TikTok song, is it? No, girl in red was our first. It's crazy. I remember this song being a trend. Like the internet moves like fast than like anything. Because this was a trend like a year ago on TikTok, and it feels like it's so long ago. I don't even know what the trend was. It, it was, was just a dance, song. probably. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you knew, but this is like uh, the whole song is kind of based off this little meme clip slash song from Adventure Time. It's like Baby Jake singing like a cute little song and then this like the, the main like uh the main meat and like chorus of the song is based on buff baby it has some memorable lyrics like i don't know i don't really like this it's just like a it's like a tiktok rap song i don't know why it's here memorable lyrics like mama told me fuck these hoes get that dough that's that that's the remedy so now i'm smoking all my veggies and i'm counting up my celery when i heard celery i turned my brain I off <laughs> I remember that. It was memorable. This is like, I mean, it's obviously TikTok related. I think it was a dance. The only thing I kept note of, uh, there was a Kobe line in here. Yeah, there I don't was. know if I put it on purpose right after he died. Yeah, he was like, call me Kobe, a Kobe Lou or something like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, this came out in 2018, so it was way before Kobe died. Um, so obviously that was a reference to just the person. Uh, yeah, no, this this is made before we died. Yeah, this is the perfect example of a 15-second hook that gets big because of TikTok, and the rest of the song is shit, 
but no one knows the rest of the song because I don't think it was shit. It just wasn't good. Same thing. (laughs) Shit and not good. There's not all to say about this. We could just go to Ozzy Osbourne. It's a weed song that you'd have to be high to like. (laughs) He references weed a lot, if you didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. He's like all about weed, which is ironic because like TikToks, like the people dancing to this song are like 15 years old. Toby Lou. Why would you do that? Okay, Ordinary Man, Ozzy Osbourne, Elton John, 2020, my next pick. Uh, is this your last one of the week? Yep, it's my last pick. And ironically, or not ironically, I don't know what it is. My brain shut off. This connects to Shooting Star exactly. It's the same, or my first pick of the week. It's the same story, although Ozzy Osbourne made it through like the shit and he didn't die. <laughs> um. If you're unfamiliar with Ozzy Osbourne, he's like a living legend in rock. Uh, he was the lead singer in Black Sabbath, which like basically made metal music like mainstream. He's also been a solo artist for a long time, and he's also a reality TV star because, you know, yeah, the Osbournes on MTV from the early 2000s. Literally nothing is sacred. No, you have to become... Kim Kardashian at the end of your career, of your forty-year career, you're like, "Yep, I'm gonna be a reality this, TV star." Is this literally what he was singing about? Like, he doesn't want to be that. <laughs> no, what he sings about, uh, it's the song is again eerily similar to the Shooting Star, except it's at the end of his career. Basically, he's I think he's like seventy-two. He's telling it from the other side. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of these artists have these songs at the end of the career where they're like old and sad, I feel like. Well, okay. He's different because I think he has Parkinson's now. So like this is like his last song, probably, or his last album that he's gonna make. Oh, okay. Um and he's slowly like pulling away from the limelight or the whatever. Uh but yeah, it's told from a man that's like he's been through the ringer of the rock world. And he's seen and done everything. He bit a head off a bat. That's what he's famous for. Live on stage. Just in case no one knew that. Um, And also, his name is actually John Michael Osborne, which I'm glad he put Ozzy because that's the most white privileged name. John Michael Osborne or Ozzy Osborne. Most white privileged name? It sounds like a British, like, hierarchy kind of name. Um. But this is also a dude. I feel like if his if he tried and used John Michael Osborne as his like music name, he just wouldn't have gotten famous. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> no, but this is also an all star cast like Bad Company. Like I really knew, I knew that I was predicting this was going to be a list someday because this is another super group. Basically, Elton John, who's amazing, Slash, and Duff. Mc, I never never know how to say his last name. McKagan. Uh, from Guns N' Roses and Chad Smith from on drums from uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are all in this song as the background vocals and uh, instruments. But yeah, the song's literally from the other side of the story. Like, hey, I made it through. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's telling the shooting star from that the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have lyrics. Yes, I've been. Yes, I've been the bad guy, been higher than the blue sky. And the truth is, I don't want to die an ordinary man. I've gr- I, I've made grown men cry. Don't know why I'm still alive. Yes, the truth is I don't want to die an ordinary man. So it's like this duality again, where it's like Rockstar Life is awesome. He's done all these amazing things, but he's like, I don't know how the fuck I'm still here. I should have died a long time ago. Um, but I'm still kicking. Uh, it's just like it's crazy that these two songs are on this list. Um. Yeah, I like this song. I really like this song. Uh, I I thought this was pretty good. It sounded like Phil Collins at the beginning. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Absolutely not what I expected when I saw that you recommended Ozzy Osbourne. I don't even like Ozzy Osbourne music that much. I like a few Black Sabbath songs, but uh, this is one of those songs that just came on Spotify, and I'm like, ugh, Ozzy Osbourne. Like, I saw him, and I'm just like, I don't like any of his music, really. And then I heard this song, and I was like, damn, this is actually like... You know what this does have, too? What? Killer guitar solo. And you liked it? I thought it was good. Oh. But, I'm, like, maybe doing this podcast made me appreciate it. Yes. We're accomplishing something, folks. We're making Mike, like, guitar solos. We're accomplishing things. Last song? Yes, let's move on to the last song. 
Okay, let's do To All of You by Sid Matters. Ooh, oh, I love this song. Um, so I found this song from the beginning credits of Life is Strange. Siegel, did you play that? Yes. Yes, I did. We'll talk about that as we... Um, it's like a... Um, Sid Matters is a French folk band, and some fun fact that contributes to our podcast, but... I think the name is based off of two members of Pink Floyd. That's the band name. Uh, I mean, Sid Barrett. I don't know who Matters is. I think it. What? What's the guy? Something Waters. I think it's. Up? <laughs> yeah, Roger Waters. Uh, yeah, I think it was based off that. I didn't write out it down exactly okay, what, wait, but I knew. It was... Let's stop for a second because that's interesting. What? I want to see if that actually is. Yeah. No, I did. I looked it up before. But how is that related to Waters? Oh, it does say that. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I was right. Okay, never mind. I don't know how that... Really... Sid is Sid Barrett. I don't know why Matters is Waters, but, but okay. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um. So this song, I think... They're a French band, and they're singing, like... They're pining over, like... The very juvenile view of like American girls that you get from like watching Disney Channel and commercials for Barbie. Um I think it's a, a bit of a commentary on how that is portrayed throughout the world, c- considering they're not an American band. Um song goes out for a long time. Sid Matters has this thing about like ending songs where you think the song's over and like something totally different is going on and you're like it's my playlist shuffle and it's just like he just put something weird in at the end. That was literally um, going to be my point on the song. What the fuck happens at the end? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. That was weird. Like, lyrically, it's not very long, but I like, I love the song vibe-wise, and I like the message. Um, and Life is Strange is a, where I found it is like, the message kind of fits, but really, game holds a special place in my heart, even though it's pretty corny, I'll admit. That's a good Hammy. game. That's a good game. Yeah. You're allowed to like that game. It actually has a story and elements that are fun, unlike Death Stranding. <laughs> Video game music in this week, Seagull. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. If we don't we get to like Skyrim. Yeah, no, later? Where there's there's no no shortage. Yeah, where there is Skyrim. Uh this yeah, the one thing that throws me off about this song is the ending. So the fact that there's no like rhyme or reason for it, I thought you were gonna come in and be like, Yeah, it's like deeper meaning because the randomness of the world and it's like nah they just like fuck with you because <laughs> i thought it just went on to a new song and i'm like oh. i mean i'm pretty sure there's no deeper meaning to that ending I, I'll, every time i listen to the song i think like it ended and listening to something else I, by th- the end. I thought that oh this must be a concept album so i went to the album and the next song just starts completely different so it's like no they don't connect in any way it's like oh Okay, and I really don't understand this ending. And that, yeah, I just, I just don't understand it. I mean, the orchestral parts are great in this song. It sounds like a a song Ed Sheeran would be inspired by, like early Ed Sheeran, where he was just True. just an acoustic guy, and now he's like pop crap. Um, like A Team by Ed Sheeran, which is like the only song I like by him now. But yeah, Ode to American Girls by a French band. I mean, well, it's it's part ode. Part criticism of the American girl stereotype. Yeah, it, it's it's a because it's somehow like it's it's like complimentary of like actual American girls at the same time. Yeah, it's just interesting to see a different opi- not opinion, but a different viewpoint of the shit that we're exposed to every day. Like yeah, because plastic surgery and the likes. Yeah, the American like beauty standards stereotypes that like dominate the world. You can go listen to America by Ramstein if you want a more uh, harsh song about Americanization. But Ramstein, yeah. sorry, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Ramstein's coming up. I mean, this, they're not soon, but yeah, that's to all of you. Are we done, Siegel? You have anything else to say? Uh, it was a good song. I liked it. Um, I, I'm gonna go first this time. All okay. right. Uh, my six. Like I know there's. Five. Oh, what? I'm saying I'm saying there's five, but to all of you would be my sixth. It got bumped off. Uh, oh, okay. 
I think because Did you just change something. No, uh, no, I just been thinking about it, and like to all of you, I like, and then that ending comes on, and I went, nah, I can't include it because that ending. Um, so my top five, starting from the bottom, going up. Five, Ordinary Man by Ozzy Osbourne. Four, by the time you get this, should be by the time you get this note, but whatever. Uh, by they might be giants. Three, the plan in parentheses, fuck jobs. Two, shooting star by bad company. And one is generation loss by Spanish mod- oh, wow. modern song, whatever Spanish love songs. Seal, this is another me W. I assumed. I mean, yeah. Um, for mine, it's five by the time you get this, four oranges, three to all of you. Two, which will be the winner this week, the plan, fuck jobs. And number one, God bless Eric Taylor by Marietta. Oh, interesting. It's going to be a front bottoms victory. Yeah. Both. Okay. That's... First first victory for me that's not Kai Dreams. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so it's 3 3. Yeah. I'm glad you like Generation Lost. I didn't think you liked that song that much. I, I don't know what happened. I think I missed it the first go around. I don't know how that happened, but I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and that you didn't think this week this was that good. I think it was solid, honestly. It's a good week. I think I don't know. There's been low points. There were low points this week. Um, yeah, well, I think we were both just annoyed by the Toby Lou song. <laughs> yeah, that that kind of ruins. Like you're like ah yeah 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 yeah, and I'm a bad baby, and I dance like a man. Shut the fuck up. Stop smoking your celery. Get the fuck out of here. Um. Anyway, <laughs> that was a ramp. Anyway, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, you can follow us on social media at thanks, JM, bro. At JM Radio Pod on all social medias. Definitely go do that. Definitely go do that. Tell your friends. Share. Share this podcast to everyone you know, especially music people. I mean, this podcast. I want this podcast to share music like the front bottoms, like modern love songs. That people are not getting exposed to. A lot of people know my songs if you like old music, but like these new bands, I want them to get as much exposure as possible because they're awesome. Um, and just if you like music in general, I always like listening to new music. So recommend it to a friend. They might like new it's music. It's a musical journey throughout 2020 in the pandemic. Yeah. And that, that a lot of these songs relate to 2020. Uh, So it's interesting to see those comparisons when we're looking back at this list. Uh, Yeah, that's that's the week, I think. That was good. That was the week. Uh, You want to do the outro, or shall I? Or shall we try and do it together Uh, again? Fam, three, two, one. You got got some some listening listening to to do. do. I don't know why you didn't go when I said it. On my end, it sounded normal. (laughs) Fix (laughs) it in post. Bye, y'all. See ya.